Amen. Luke chapter 15. Our text for this evening is the verse 20. The young man, the prodigal, we're told he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The prodigal's father. The Lord is told us this story or this parable about a certain man who had two sons. <clears throat> As already mentioned, much has been written and said about the two sons. One simply known as the prodigal son. And the other, of course, being his brother. We know about the two sons. But what have we learned about their father? Have we ever studied the father? We're familiar again, as we said, with the prodigal and his behavior. And of his brother. But what about the father? If the prodigal picture as far as the backslider who took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. <clears throat> and then when we look at the brother, we see one who was selfish, self-centered, and proud. Proud. He told his father he wasn't like his brother at all. The behavior of the brothers show us something really of what our Heavenly Father must deal with from time to time when he's dealing with his children, his sons, and his daughters. And how the Father in the story, in the parable, dealt with his erring sons is a wonderful example of how our Heavenly Father deals with us and deals with his children. Especially when it comes to dealing with those children of his who have gone far away from his side. They've wandered away into bypass meadow. They've left their first note. They've gone off like the prodigal as it were into a far country away from the eyes of his father and there spent all that he had in riotous living couldn't get away from his father far enough he went into a far country but how did the father deal with him well we see how the father of the prodigal dealt with his son I want us to notice first of all the father's patience. What stands out in this story 
is how with great patience the father dealt with their son. An example of how <clears throat> our heavenly father deals with us. He does so with great patience when we wander from his side. Notice first of all the demand. The younger son came to his father with this demand. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Verse 12. This was rather a selfish demand. Father, give me. For it was not a request or a plea. No, it was give me. Father, give me. Know that it was the younger son who exhibited the self-will and pride. He showed a great deal of selfishness thinking only <clears throat> of himself. Give me. Telling his father this is what I want. Just like a demanding child. No manners at all when speaking to their parents. Here this young lad said, give me. Isn't this so typical? Oh, so many who profess to know and profess to know the Lord and profess to be his sons and his daughters. Only interest in what they can get from their heavenly father. Not right? Only what they interest in what they can get from God. Never really interest in what they can give to God. If you read this story, and you do not read of the younger son ever giving anything to his father. But here he is coming to his father. Give me more interest in what he could get. Reminds us of the words of Peter. Second Peter 2 and verse 10. Verse 10. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Self-will. That sums up this young lad. <clears throat> Notice how patiently the father dealt with this young son of his. Just as our heavenly father deals patiently with us. Paul said, not the God of patience. Believer, we should be very thankful that our God is patient with us. Sinners ought to be thankful too that there's a patient God in heaven. And here we read 
Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Romans 15 verse 5. Patience was something this young man didn't have. Is a young man sometimes people will say oh you're just like your father but this young man was not like his father self-will selfish give me was his cry as well as the demand you see the dividing you will notice that the, that the father did not raise one word of protest. Here's the patience of the father. Instead we read, and he divided unto them his living. You see something? When the young lad said, give me the portion of goods, that befalleth to me. The next sentence says, and he divided unto them. And so whatever was the right of the two sons, the father divided unto the both of them, not just to the young son. And so we see that both sons received their living and this shows that this, this, these two boys had a very generous father. And he dealt with them very patiently. He gave both of them their living. The portion that was due to them. Does this not remind us again of our heavenly father? For is he not a giving father? you remember there in Luke 11 when some disciples came upon the Lord when he was praying in a certain place one of them said to the Lord when they had ceased praying Lord teach us to pray and the Lord taught them to pray our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What next? Give us this day our daily bread. And so here the Lord taught the disciples to do that very thing. To come before their heavenly Father and say, Lord, give us our daily bread. Give us our bread day by day. That wasn't being selfish. That was looking to the Lord to supply the need of his children. Give us day by day. You think of the believer. However long you've been saved. Has there ever been one day 
that you have not received from the hand of your heavenly Father. I don't believe there is one day in all of your Christian life that you have not received from the gracious giving hand of our Heavenly Father. <clears throat> you remember how he took care of the children of Israel in the wilderness? We're told in Exodus 16 verse 35 that the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came onto the borders of the land of Canaan. Forty years. The Lord supplied their need day by day, day by day, for forty years in the wilderness. And the children of Israel, with all their mumbling, and grumbling and more murmuring the Lord was pleased to give them day by day what they needed for 40 years the Lord never fails us the Lord is a giving God he is a giving father he is a generous father his love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of the infinite riches in Jesus, listen, he giveth and he giveth and he giveth again. That's who our Father is. And here when the younger son came and said, Father, give me my portion. That's what the father did. And he gave to the young son and he gave to the older son as well. That's a picture of our heavenly father. He gives and he gives and he gives again day by day. As well as the demand and the dividing, we notice the departure. No sooner had the younger son received his portion than he was gone. He was gone from his home. He was gone from his father's house. He was gone from his father's side. He was gone from his father's eye. There is no eye like the eye of Jesus piercing far away. Near out of the sight of his tender light can the wanderer stray. And here the young lad, wanting to get away from home, we're told he went into the far country. So he's got his portion. He's got what he asked for. He got what he demanded. And he's gone. He's independent now. He doesn't need his father's advice. He doesn't need his father's company. He doesn't need his father's counsel. One did to notice something. We're told 
And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Do you notice? The father didn't try and stop him. Father didn't try and prevent him from leaving home. The father allowed him to go. And when some of God's children feel that they can get along without God, their heavenly father, their father will not prevent them from leaving. He will not prevent them from going. He will let them go. And he'll allow them to learn a lesson. And to learn that they will not get along without their Heavenly Father. And sometimes God's people have to learn the hard way. Learn the hard way. And any of God's professing believers have you met with or known over the years. And they once ran well with God. And then got caught up in the world. And drifted away from the Lord. Left their first love. And it has been trouble for them from that time on. And only when they were brought to an end of themselves did they think of the Father's house again. That's how the Lord deals with us at times. We have to learn a lesson. And sometimes the Lord will let us learn that lesson the hard way. I know a man, brother in the Lord, he got away from God. He's involved in an accident. Broke his leg. Wasn't a car accident. But he broke his leg, which meant he couldn't drive. And he drove a van for his work. So he suffered. Not only with the pain of a broken leg, but he suffered in that he couldn't work and he couldn't earn his living. And as he lay upon his bed, he turned his eyes again towards his heavenly Father. Repented of his waywardness, repented of his sin. And now he's a committee man in the church. Learned the hard way. And he testifies to that. He learned the hard way. And sometimes the Lord will have his children to learn the hard way. But Solomon says in Proverbs 19, verse 18, Chasten thy son while there is hope. Chasten thy son while there is hope. Well, that's what this father did to his son, his younger son. He didn't try and stop him when he wanted to leave, gathered up everything he had, wanted to leave home, get away from the eyes of his father. Father didn't stop him. 
thuận lợi lắm cô I often as our Heavenly Father dealt with our children in a similar fashion let them have their way to prove they cannot live without him as well as the Father's patience didn't try and stop his son for leaving gave him what he asked for as well as the Father's patience we have the Father's passion why the Father did not prevent his son from leaving home nevertheless he missed him he missed the younger son we know that because first of all the father was watching for him however long his younger son was gone from home we're not told could be a matter of months could be a few years but however long it was the father watched for his son's return we read that in verse 20 and he arose and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him oh the father missed his son no he didn't try to prevent him from leaving yes he gave the son all that he wanted but that didn't mean the father didn't love him and the fact that he was watching for him you get the idea that there it appears father owned the farm the other son was working away on the farm the young lad headed off and I have the picture in my mind that every morning father would look towards the horizon maybe today my son will return or as the sun went down at the close of the day he looked again but my son returned just as the father had watched his son leave home so the father watched his son to return home and no doubt as was said he had gone out every morning every morning to look maybe today a young lad will return home how wonderfully this picture is for us our heavenly father for when one of his children wanders away from him every day our heavenly father will be pictured watching and waiting waiting for the return of his child 
It is never to punish, but to be gracious unto them. Just as the prophets have said, Isaiah 30 and verse 18, And therefore will the Lord wait. There it is. Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious unto you and therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. That's what we see here in this parable. Here we have a picture of our Heavenly Father. The Father in the story we read and when he was a great way off saw him and he ran towards him. That's who our Heavenly Father is. We can add our amens to the words of David. Listen to what David said. For thy Lord art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Thy Lord art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy. we look at this father in the parable so little is mentioned and said about him yet what a picture we have here of our heavenly father when any of his children wander away and wander astray he's watching and waiting for their return Plenteous of mercy. Is that not good news for those who have wandered away from God? He's waiting and watching for their return. Thy Lord art good. Thy Lord art good and ready to forgive. As well as his watching. Notice his willingness. Again, what a beautiful picture we have here of our Heavenly Father. The young lad has played the part of a rebel, selfish individual. Give me all that belongs to me. Give it to me. And not many days after he was gone, Now he's been brought to an end of himself. No doubt the father was offended. The father was hurt. And the young lad left home. What would happen then? For this young lad, when he thought about returning home, was upon the heart of the returning son 
will the Father receive him back? Will the Father welcome him home? Will the Father have him back again after what he had done? Will he receive back such a wanderer as he had been? Will he take me once more into his love? Will he speak kindly to me once again? Will he give me the blessed assurance of his forgiveness? Will he really have a place for me? Once again in his home. I have no doubt all such things went through as my how would the Father receive him? Well he may not have worried. He may not have worried. Because his father had already been watching and waiting for him. That would be enough to say he would be welcome. The father was watching and waiting. And when the father saw him, he ran. He ran to meet him. No, there was never a doubt the young lad's father would welcome him home liberally with open arms what is said in this story about the father can be said about our heavenly father however long the young lad was away from home the father welcomed him However long a child of God is away from his heavenly father, he returns home. The father will welcome him. Our heavenly father will welcome us because he's been watching and waiting for the believer's return. father in the story never forgot his son as I say was he away for months was he away for years didn't matter the father never forgot him never forgot because he was watching and waiting for him every day Isaiah 49 verse 15 Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? <clears throat> Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Here God says, our Heavenly Father says, a mother may forget her child, but I will never forget thee. 
And this father in her story never forgot his son. He was watching and waiting for him. And he received him willingly back into the home. You have the watching, you have the willingness, and you have the welcome. Even though this son no doubt had grieved his father, hurt him when he went away from home. But when he returned, he was welcome. You think of it. You look at that verse, Fancy. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. You notice? The father didn't challenge him. Why did you leave home? The father didn't chastise him. The father didn't correct him. No such things were done and no such things were said. Instead he had compassion. No correcting, no challenge, no chastising. Instead, compassion. When we say that we have a gracious Heavenly Father, welcoming home, a wandering son, no questions asked. You look at that verse 20. <coughs> and what the father did, you would say, that was most gracious of him. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell in his neck and kissed him. No chastising. That was grace, wasn't it? Would you look at that verse 20? And regarding the meeting between father and son, five things are mentioned. We read, his father saw him. One. His father had compassion. Two. The father ran, three. The father fell on his neck, four. And the father kissed him. Five we know is the number of grace. And the welcome that that young lad had that day, received that day, why, it was all of grace. The father had compassion on him. Even though he had played the proud rebel, the rebellious son, still the father loved him. Still loved him. The Lord has said, Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honourable, thou have loved thee. The young lad 
left home, couldn't get away quick enough. Father didn't stop him. Father watched and waited for him every day. And when the young lad returned, we're told the father had compassion. The father loved him. Why? And we're told there in Isaiah 43 and 3, since thou was precious in my sight. He was a bit of a rebel. He was selfish, self-centered. Wanted to try the world. He left home. Uh, but he was still precious in the eyes of his father. Of his father. Since I was precious in my sight, thou hast been honourable, and I have loved thee. And again, Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Everlasting love. true child of God who has wandered away from the side of the Savior and from his Father. Father still loves us. We may not be what we ought to be, and yet we are not what we ought to be. Those times we grieve the Lord. Those times we follow like Peter afar off. Ah, but listen. Father still loves us. The Father still loves us. A number of young Christians said to me, I, I, I need to do better because I want the Lord to love me more. I told this young Christian, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. Certainly do your best for the Lord. But doing more for the Lord doesn't mean he's going to love you more. Because he loves you just the same. Why? Because you're precious in his sight. He loves you anyway. He loved Peter anyway. Even though Peter denied him with those curse, he still loved him. And there's nothing, believer, there's nothing that you and I can do to make the Lord love us anymore. How he loved us before the hills of order stood and earth received his cry. Before the foundation of the world, the Lord loved us then. And he loves us just the same now. His attributes are unchanging and unchangeable. He doesn't love us anymore. He doesn't love us anymore now. And that first day we met him and called upon him to save us. And here the father still loved the son. Had compassion. Fell on his neck and kissed him. The father's 
kiss of his son. The tense of the word means he kissed him again and again and again and again. So glad to see him. He kissed him over and over again. Such was the father's love for his son. Press on quickly and finally, as well as the father's patience and the father's passion, to the father's prayers. In verses 21 to 24, You notice first of all, verse 21, you have the confession. The son said on them, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. I want you to notice something. Look there at verse 18. young son said I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him father I have sinned against thee and, I, and before thee and I am no more worthy to be called thy son make me one of thy hired servants he didn't even get to say that as if the father stopped him as if the father was saying I've heard all I need to hear I'll not be making you one of my hired servants you're my son and I've heard all that I need to hear namely you confess your sin I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son and he didn't get finishing it. He didn't get to say make me one of thy hard servants. And the father stopped him. The father heard all they needed to hear. It was his confession of his sin. When we wander away from God and make our way back to Him, that's all the Father wants to hear. Jeremiah 3. And there we read in verses 12 and 13. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Mark these words. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that's all the Lord asked for only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God that's all the Lord asked for only acknowledge thine iniquity that's all the father in the parable wanted to hear that's all he did hear that's all he wanted to hear and that's all our heavenly father wants to hear we backslide, we get away from him, we leave our first love, or follow afar off. When we return, all the Father wants to hear is only acknowledge. I am not. That's enough. 
with the confession than you have the cow. No doubt, while he was in the far country, the sinful life robbed him of everything he had. But the father had to clothe him, put shoes on his feet and a ring on his finger. No doubt, being in a far country, he was left desolate. The devil tends to do that. The devil shows a person the attractions of the world. When they go away out into the world, they're left destitute. He leaves them with nothing. And here the father clothed his son. That's what the Lord does, you know. He's able to restore unto the, the years that the locusts have eaten. The locusts have sinned. He's able to restore those things. But then the father called for a fatted calf. And gave the instruction that it was to be killed. And they would eat the meat of the calf. Isn't that interesting? Send for a fatted calf to be killed. If the calf was killed, it meant the shedding of blood. And so here, along with the son's return and his confession, you have the shedding of blood. There's the picture of the gospel. The sinner of the backslider comes to the Father in heaven confesses his sin and the blood is shed the blood of the lamb shed to wash away all sin what a wonderful picture we have we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness praise the Lord There is a way back to God. From the dark paths of sin. There's a door that is open. That you may go in. To Calvary's cross. Where you may begin. When you come. As a sinner. To Jesus. It was the confession. And the cow. celebration bring Helen the father calf and kill him let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive he was lost and was found and they began to be merry what rejoicing there was in that home and what rejoicing there is in heaven Backslider returns home. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repentance.
was joy. There was joy in the house of this young man. His father was glad to see him. Watching for him every day. And at last he saw him. Run! Run! To meet him. Fell upon his neck. Kissed him and kissed him and kissed him and kissed him again. Glad to see you, son. Glad to have you home again. I still love you. I loved you from the day you left. Nothing has changed. What a wonderful father that young lad had. What a wonderful heavenly father we have. Praise his holiness. That's Father Prayer. Oh dear Lord, we bless thee. For the wonderful pictures we have in, in thy word types and the shadow that we have of our Saviour. And even here in this parable, a wonderful picture of our Heavenly Father. His patience, His passion, and how He loves us with an unchanging, unchangeable love everlasting love with everlasting love led by grace that love to know spirit breathing from above thou hast taught me in his soul have us to rejoice our father in thee rejoice we have such a heavenly father and rejoice we are thy children Bought with a price, adopted into the family of God. We're able to pray, Our Father, it's hard in heaven. Lord, write thy holy word upon our hearts this evening. May we take it home with us and in our hearts. And think about it, meditate upon it, and give thee thanks. Dear Lord, be with us throughout this week. And are going out and coming in, and down sitting and are uprising. Be pleased, Lord, to keep us healthy and well and safe. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.